Hosea 1.1, the title of the message this morning is What God Has to Say. What God Has to Say. We're beginning a brand new study in a brand new book, the Old Testament book of Hosea. And with the midterm elections coming up, I heard a news commentator Friday talking about some of the recent polling data, which I increasingly pay less and less attention to. <laughs> but in the polls, people were questioned about what issues were important to them, uh, and, and if the, uh, they were asked if they were satisfied with the state of the country right now, I guess, and the direction it's going and all. And, and pundits want to know the public's opinion. They always do. Uh, so they can speculate on who may win the next election. Our nation uh, is also uh, being run by politicians who also want to know the public's opinion. But the problem is nobody wants to know God's opinion. Nobody is listening to God. People go about their day-to-day -day lives caring very little about what God has to say about the present condition of our country. I don't care if everybody is happy with the direction the country's going. The question is, is God happy with the direction the country is going? I don't care if you're happy with the direction your family is going, your career is going. Is God happy with the direction that it's going? As long as people have their physical needs met, as long as they are able to pay the bills, the vast majority of people do not care about the issues that are important to God. But the book of Hosea tells us that God has something to say about the times we are living in. Yes, it's an Old Testament book, but it is about the times we are living in right now here today we better start listening to God church our nation better start taking here to what a heed rather to what God has to say because if we don't harder times are coming I went out to get the mail this morning and gave brother Doug the uh, church insurance uh, they're going up on our church insurance but what isn't going up right now and if we don't turn to God, worse times are coming for our people. And not only that, in the, dis in the near future, but there will be a judgment from God in the end. That's going to be the final time of heartache for people who do not care what God has to say. The book of Hosea begins like this. Look, if you would, in verse 1. The word of the Lord. I like how the book of Hosea starts out. The word of the Lord. Not the latest opinion polls. Not what's trending on social media. Not what the professors are teaching. Not what the pundits are, uh, are speaking about. Not what our politicians and news media are trying to make us believe. But the word of the Lord is what every country needs. And what every person had better start taking heed to. The word of God. The word of the Lord. 
is not the first word people listen to. But I promise you, he will be the one who has the last word. How do people form their opinions today? The vast majority of people's opinions today are formed by listening to the opinions of other people. That's how they're formed. Whether it's their parents, their teachers, their peers. But what other people believe about a particular matter has no relevance to us as people of God. As believers in Christ or as creatures of Christ. It has no relevance. Because the world isn't going to be judged by popular opinion. That's how the world's judged right now. If, if popular opinion doesn't like what, what you do, what, is, what do they try to do? They just try to push you out. Like PayPal want to do with us. You preach against uh, homosexuality. You say something that's not popular with public opinion right now. What do they want to do? They want to define people. They want to push you out. Someone said something the other day uh, that uh, uh, I think it was Chase Bank didn't like. They just cut them out from being a customer. You, 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 know, you know what that's building up to, don't you? That's building up to the end times. When it'll be a global effect and they don't like how you think. And they're going to cut you out of the economy altogether. Where you won't be able to buy or sell. That's, that's what we're coming to. When you see that. When you see that, that cancel culture, that is the spirit of Antichrist working up to the ultimate cancel culture. Public opinion rules the world today. But God will have the final word. And in the end, it will be the world that's cut off from God's economy. From God's life. From joy, light, from all that's good. So you better start listening to what God has to say. The world is not going to be judged by popular opinion. It's going to be judged by God. We better learn what God has to say about the day we're living in. Because our day is coming to an end. What we're going to be learning about in this book, the book of Hosea, is the word of the Lord. Specifically, look back at your text. The word of the Lord that came, it says here, that, that came unto Hosea, the son of Barry. Or Beery. Now there's one, uh, excuse me, there's more than one person named Hosea in the Bible. And so don't get all caught up with this and say, oh, who's Beery? Who's Beery? We need to really dig deep into that. But there's more than one person in the Bible. And so what the Bible does, uh, it, it separates between the Hosea. So let us know which Hosea the Scripture is talking about. And so a lot of times the Scripture will identify someone by their father's name, which would be similar to how we identify someone by their surname today. Uh, my next door neighbor, his name is Richard. And uh, so if you're going to distinguish me from the other Richard, then you would call me Richard Fulton. Distinguishing the two Richards based on the two different fathers the Richards have. And so the same thing here. Hosea the son of Barry. So it's not important for us to know uh, whose uh, father Hosea was. We don't need to get into that. Uh, but we do need to know who 
who is giving the word here. And uh, that's Hosea, the son of Beery, one who lived at a particular time in history. And we didn't know whose word is being given, and that's God's word. Hosea, the son of Beery, was a prophet. And I believe his name, Hosea, is significant to the message God is giving us in this book. If you have a pen and you don't mind writing in the margin of your Bible, or if you're taking notes and you do mind writing in the margin of your Bible, outside the book, uh, outside the, uh, the word Hosea in your margin, write the word Savior. Savior. If you have extra room, write Deliverer. Same thing. But that's what the name Hosea means. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Name Hosea means Savior or Deliverer. And in this book, that's exactly what Hosea is going to represent, in a sense. If you will, Hosea is going to represent God, the Savior. You know, sometimes, uh, in fact, we did this the other day. Uh, I think it was on a Wednesday night. I asked Brother Shepherd to step up here. And I was talking about... Um, Walking toward and forward. Remember that on a Wednesday night? And so Brother Shepherd represented God and I would walk toward God. And the Bible talked about putting away, you know, a forward mouth. And, uh, and so Brother Shepherd represented God. Now we all knew he wasn't God. We all know that we would never even, uh, even tease around about that. But at the same time, he became a figure for illustrative purposes. To, to show us an example that we could look at and say, oh, I get that. That makes sense. Hosea is going to do the same thing here in the book of Hosea. He is going to be a figure, a picture of God, the deliverer, the savior. Okay. So as his name is, so it means in this book as well. Hosea is going to tell us about the word God gave to him for the people of his day Specifically, Hosea ministered, looking back in your text, in the days of Uzziah. Uzziah. Hosea preached for many years. Boy, you talk about a lifelong preacher. That was Hosea. And the time frame of his ministry is known to us based upon the number of kings that ruled during his ministry. And the minimum time frame of Hosea's ministry has been estimated to have been 69 years. That's a long time to preach. Uh, so Hosea was a faithful minister. 69 years. That's, that's the lifetime of many people, you know. 69 years. So he was a faithful minister of God's word to God's people. What makes Hosea so special, though, is that he preached God's word with all these different kings in power. You know how it goes in the scripture? Brother Shepherd's been teaching through the kings. And if there's one thing, if you've been coming to Sunday school, or if you've, you've uh, you know, read through First uh, and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles and all that before, then you'll know this is how it goes. This king ruled. He did that which was good in the sight of the Lord. He lived this long. He did this and that. He died. His son took his place. And he did that which was evil inside the Lord. He lived so long. He did this and that. It was terrible. Someone else took his place. They were terrible too. I mean, and then, then someone else would come along. And he did that which was right inside the Lord, but not all the way right. Up 
down, up and down, up and down. Now you think about our nation. And this is why the Bible is telling us the way it's telling us, the way it's starting off here in Hosea. Uzziah, now this king, now that king. He preached through them all. How does our nation go? You think about our nation. Come presidential time, election time, we get all tense, don't we? I think, oh boy, this is an important election right here. There's so much on the line. We better get the right person in office here. We'll start talking like that, thinking like that. And all of it's true. And we hope to get a good leader in there. And if we get a leader that's pretty good, doesn't go all the way, sometimes we get that, don't we? We think, well, they did good in this, but man, over here, they were terrible. Wish they had gone all the way when they had the power and they didn't do it. They had the power to change things for good. They didn't take advantage of it. They just coasted right on through. Then you get one that, oh boy, we're really making some changes here. This is good. Then you get one that's like, oh, woe is me. This is terrible. Can't wait. Can't believe that we got to wait for this four years. Up and down, up and down. I was listening to an interview of a co-worker of mine, former co-worker of mine over in Tyler. And uh, he worked for the federal government for a long time, went through a lot. Man, he experienced a lot. And uh, he was talking about the different presidents that he worked under. And how when one president, uh, when Jimmy Carter was, was in charge... He said, we're going to let Cubans come in. They're welcome to come in. Fidel Castro released his worst of the worst out of prison and sent them to America. And we allowed them to come in. And he ended up being a prison guard in a federal prison with all these Cuban inmates. And the federal government put them in there and the Cuban inmates took him and a bunch of other prison guards hostage and he was telling that story and that was just one of one of the little stories it was amazing listening all because of one leader that was stupid stupid and 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 then they would have people in charge uh he went to waco he got shot in waco brother shepherd how that david koresh standoff he was one of the ones that got shot there why people in charge doing certain things that were stupid and, and, and then a good president would come, and then they would have kind of a rally. And finally, during the Obama administration, he said, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. We're not getting supported. And he retired. Then he came over and started working with us at the courthouse for a little bit. But the up and the down, the wicked and the good and the compromise and the disappointment of what could have been but wasn't because of sin of man. Hosea preached through all of that just like we experience today. It was no different back then because people are people are people. No matter what time they prophesied in, no matter what the culture was like, people are people across the world throughout history. And so everything Hosea is going to be telling us and everything God's going to be telling us rather through Hosea is relevant to us today. Hosea preached the word of God when there were evil kings 
and when there were good kings. Do you know what that means? That means he preached the Bible when it was popular and when it was unpopular. Throughout Hosea's ministry, the Israelites had many kings, but they had the same message from God. Boy, I tell you what, I grew up in church. I've watched different presidents go up and down. I've watched the values of our nation change over the years. People older than me have watched it even more than that. But I thank God that I had the ability to grow up in church. And that the same message from the same Bible is still being preached in many pulpits across this land today. It has not changed and we need to understand as Christians that even though the kings change, even though popular opinion changes, even though the culture changes, God's word never changes. Our message should never change. Our convictions should never change. Hosea's never did. He was instant in season and out of season. The earthly rulers changed, but the heavenly ruler never did. The people changed, but what they needed never did. So the times changed, but the message never did. People today think God's word is outdated. But Hosea preached during the reign of five earthly kings. He watched kings come, he watched kings go. He watched them rise to power. He watched them fall and die. Yet God's word remained. Here's a kingdom truth for you this morning. The fact that earthly leaders continually die and have to be replaced shows us that they need updated, but God's word never does. And we'll say that again. The fact that earthly leaders continue to die and to be replaced shows us that they need updated but God's word never does that should be obvious to us shouldn't it the Bible has outlasted every leader that has attempted to destroy it so it's God's word that we should be paying attention to and not the men of our day because their day and ours is coming to an end the kings who reigned during Hosea's ministry not only let us know the length of time that Hosea preached, not only let us know the ebb and the flow, the up and the down of the society and the constant changing in values, but they also let us know the state of the nation and the spiritual condition of the people at that time during his ministry. The Bible says King Uzziah started off pretty well. In the beginning of his reign, he listened to God and he sought his kingdom. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 16, if you're taking notes, it says, but when he, that is when Uzziah's heart, I'm sorry, when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. King Uzziah was a king. He wasn't a priest. He had no business in the, uh, in the temple burning incense on the altar. So the book of Hosea lets us know that God has something to say about people like Uzziah. Someone who started off well. When he was weak, he sought God. He needed God. He 
checked on God. But as soon as God made him strong, he said, I'm going to do things my way. He compromised religion. He perverted religious worship. He damaged it. And God says here through Hosea to us, He has something to say about people who follow God in the bad times and forget God in the good times. And they compromise His Word. That's what Hosea was. People get scared. People get in trouble. People get sick. And they follow God in the bad times. God's merciful to them. He answers their prayers. He raises them up. Then they forget God in the good times. God has something to say about that. God strengthened Uzziah when he was weak. Uzziah strayed from God when he was strong. And the world is full of men like that today who pray when they are weak, but they're proud when they are strong. Instead of being thankful, they become forgetful. Hosea also prophesied, look back in your text, during the times of Jotham. Jotham. That's Uzziah's son who took the throne after him. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 27, 6 that, quote, Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. He prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Jotham was a godly leader. But the people of Jotham's day didn't follow Jotham's ways. He was a good leader. And just like here in America, sometimes we'll have a good leader. But there'll be unwilling people who want to follow. They'll have a leader trying to do right. A leader trying to stamp out abortion. A leader trying to fight drugs. A leader trying to be hard on crime. And what did the wicked people do? They want to rise up and condemn the leader. We should be free to do drugs. We shouldn't put so many people in prison. The leader's oppressive. Let's release them. Let's release them. That's not working out for a lot of these liberal states right now. But just like we have today, when you have a good leader, and the people rise up against the good leader, just like they did with Jesus. When Jesus came, they rose up against him. That happened in Hosea's day as well. The book of Hosea lets us know that God has something to say about that too. When God gives us a righteous leader, He's offering us the opportunity to follow that leadership and escape the coming judgment upon our nation. But when people refuse to follow leadership God provides, they will do so at their own expense to their own destruction. Hosea also preached during the reign of king, look back in your text, Ahaz. After suffering, uh, uh, or having rather a good leadership, the sinful people of Israel got a bad one. They began suffering a bad leadership through Ahaz. Second Chronicles 28, 2-3 says, Ahaz, quote, walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, which normally were uh, more liberal, more sinful, and made also molten images for Balaam. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burnt his children in the fire after the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. He was a wicked king. Under the wicked rule of Ahaz, God's judgment came upon Judah. For God caused them to become a weaker 
nation and lose some of their freedoms to nations that God made more powerful than them. And they begin to get conquered. That's what's going to happen to our nation. You understand? That's what will happen to our nation. God will make the other nations, the surrounding nations, more powerful than us. We'll begin to lose our freedoms, our strength, our joy. Ahaz and the people of Judah thought they were doing well for a while. But the book of Hosea lets us know that God has something to say about ungodly leaders who don't protect the lives of their innocent children. He burned his children in the fire. God has something to say about leaders who don't protect the most innocent among us and who turn from God and adopt the heathen ways as our country has. We're heathenistic. We're a wicked nation. We've adopted the ways of the people around us. I, I, I saw the other day, someone said that uh, they would like for, um, who's that woman that just changed from Democrat to Republican in Hawaii? What's her name? Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah. People all over the internet. She just now changed to Republican. Just now figured out that she could no longer be a Democrat. Man, I figured that out a long time ago. And people all over the internet want her to run for president. Republicans all over the internet want her to run for president. Christian people want her to run for president. And she's Hindu. Like what? You got a Hindu woman who just now figured out that she can't be a Democrat. I wonder how she figured that out. Because she figured out she's not going to get voted for if she stays Democrat. It was fine until then. They haven't, they haven't really changed their beliefs much. They're just getting to where they can get their plow on the ground a little bit more. And people are okay with that. They're so willing to compromise. They're so, our, our people are so fickle here in America, just like they were fickle back then in Israel. They're fickle. Man, we need leaders that stand on the Word of God. Not that deny God. If you have someone who's a Hindu, they deny the one true God. Hindus believe in millions of God, thousands of God. They deny the one true God of Israel, the one true God of the Bible. They deny the very foundation we stand on. Fickle. Christians. Hosea preached in the days of, look back in your text, it says in Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a godly king. You know what Hezekiah did? He brought revival to the land of Judah. Second Chronicles 31, verse 20 and 21 says, And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah, and wrought that which was good and right in truth before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, and in in, in the law and in the commandments to seek his God with all his heart and prospered. Boy, that's refreshing. Oh, we need a Hezekiah today. So the book of Hosea lets us know, hey, no matter how bad a nation gets, God can turn it around. You listen to that? No, bad, no matter how bad a nation gets, God can turn that nation around.
He has something to say about a nation that is living under the rule of a wicked leader like Ahaz and crumbling to its destruction. And it's that he can turn that nation around and bring revival and restoration to the land if the people will only turn back to the God they once left. Hosea preached the word of God during the days of these kings who were, look back in your text, kings of Judah. Who ruled over the southern tribes of the people of Israel after the nation was divided. But God had something to say to the northern tribes of Israel too. For Hosea was said to have preached during the reign of the kings of Judah. Look back at your text. And in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. Jeroboam was a king who feared God and followed his commandments. Unlike most kings who only served a short time, Jeroboam reigned over 40 years. 40 years. So there's quite a mix of leadership during Hosea's ministry, as we mentioned before. He preached the word of the Lord to the righteous and to the unrighteous. He lived the same standards, whether it was popular or unpopular. People hated him in his ministry. People loved him in his ministry. As a Christian, you better be prepared to receive both. You better be prepared. Don't just say something. Because you think you're going to have a lot of people say amen. Say something because it's right. Stand for something because God's pleased with it. Whether people like it or not, you will have God's approval. Hosea had words to say to those who rebelled against God. But he also had words to say to those who remained true to God. In spite of the godless people who surrounded them. Can you imagine being Hosea preaching righteousness? When Ahaz is king. You imagine being Hosea preaching righteousness. When children are being burned in the fire. And that was one of their fundamental liberties. That they had as a nation. Hosea preached in that time. He was faithful when everyone else was unfaithful. You see what a comforting word the book of Hosea can be. It has something to say to people like me and you. Who are living in a world that's increasingly looking less and less like home. And more and more like a nation that needs to be destroyed. And more and more like Jesus is coming back sooner and sooner to do it. Yet God has words to say to people like me and you who are living in times like these. To encourage us. To not just come out and condemn the wicked. But to encourage the godly who are living in the midst of the wicked. I'm glad for books like the book of Hosea. He preached in a time that was like ours today. A time of righteous determination in the land mixed with wicked degeneration in the land. That's what we have right now. People who are determined to be righteous, determined to change. People who are determined to break the land down as we know it. So as we study Hosea, you can expect to hear what God has to say to us today. To us who are determined to stay true to Him. And to those who are determined to fall away. With that, we'll go ahead and stop. And Lord willing, take back up in verse 2 next Sunday morning, Lord willing. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You today for Your Word. I thank You, Father, that, Lord, You have not left us without a witness. You have not just preached good and condemned evil. 
But Lord, you recognize, Father, the situation your people live in when we're uncomfortable at what's going on, when we so strongly condemn it in our hearts and we ache over what we see. And you're able to reach down to us in the midst of all of that to address the people who hate us, who try to destroy the world, who are of their father, the devil. At the same time, Lord, to comfort and strengthen the people, Lord, who uh, follow your word and believe on your son. Thank you, Lord, for having something to say to us today. Thank you, Lord, and I pray you'll strengthen us as we go through the book of Hosea. I pray you'll give me the understanding I need that I may be, be able to teach the word to feed your precious flock. We look to you for this and you alone. In Jesus' wonderful name.